Hello, and welcome back to the Chris Yeh Podcast. I'm Chris Yeh, and I'm joined today by a very special guest, my old friend and co-author, Reed Hoffman, who is the co-founder of LinkedIn, a partner at Greylock Partners, and has done 10 million other super-duper interesting things that you're all pretty well aware of. Thanks for coming in today, Reed. It is my pleasure. Of course, one of the things that I do is I also host a podcast, Masters of Scale myself, so I'm delighted to be on your podcast. Well, Reed, I thought today we would focus on an interesting set of questions. We're working on this blitzscaling playbook where we're really going to give people the nitty gritty on how to blitzscale. And one of the areas that people really need to think about is the question of strategy. And specifically within strategy, what kinds of key decisions and questions they need to consider. Now, one of the things we talk about in blitzscaling is the fact that as a company grows, the nature of the company changes from stage to stage, from family to tribe, from tribe to village, from village to city and city to nation. What are your thoughts about the key decisions and questions? And what are some of the examples of what you've encountered along the way? So to start, most entrepreneurs have an instinct to just move to blitzscaling as fast as they can, no matter what. And there are parts of this instinct that are very good. Uh, the parts of the instinct are very good is competition is to some degree unknowable, especially in early startup circumstances. Another part of it is to say, okay, actually, in fact, you know, um, metaphor that I use, throw yourself off a cliff, assemble an airplane on the way down. You have this mortality thing. So speed and motion and getting things done, also very important. And then also uh, within this kind of instinct uh, to blitzscaling beyond the just speed is to say, well, scale is what will be relevant, uh, will show that I've got the right kind of product market fit. So moving into that is the right kind of thing. Now, all of that being said, one of the things that I think you actually really want to do is to kind of decide, are we in a startup where blitzscaling is kind of a remote possibility, not something we should think about. We'll come back to that. Second is blitz, we shouldn't blitz scale yet, but we should be getting ready for it. And then uh, third is we should be moving towards blitz scaling with all due speed. And then fourth is let's go do it. And so one of the macro first key questions is, well, which of these places are you in? Now, in the first one, is like some of the things we say in the book is generally speaking blitzscaling before you get product market fit is actually in fact potentially a much it's a much higher level of risk uh, so that you're actually doing something that that is actually leading a much higher chance of crater it may still work may still in some select circumstance be the right play but very challenging so you've got like well actually in fact we're trying to figure out is there a market here? Would our customers be buyers, uh, purchasers, engagers of our product or service? You might say, well, actually, in fact, that case. Another one is, well, actually, in fact, we're working on something that most people think is crazy. Uh, we're working on quantum computing, and we have a unique asset to it. And most other people are not working or, or don't really think quantum computing is close or the other people are doing it, it's a limited set of end people and none of us really, like blitzscaling would likely tip us over versus, versus survive. 
So in that first bucket, it's worth really kind of paying attention to the kinds of circumstances where you'd say, uh, no, uh, I'm not even evaluating blitzscaling right now. Um, and it ranges from the context that I just mentioned to also, for example, small, small businesses, you know, I'm opening up a coffee shop. You may be when I'm going to 10 to 20 coffee shops that I may be blitzscaling, but I'm opening up one, I'm probably not blitzscaling. So th what you said was very interesting because I feel like there's a tension between there's product market fit and we know that people want this and this being something that people think is crazy, right? That seems like it's contradictory. Talk more about that. One of the things that's underappreciated about entrepreneurship is the central role in competition to what you achieve. And so one of the main drivers between blitzscaling is when you actually have competition in order to succeed, you have to break free of the competition. And blitzscaling is a set of techniques for doing that. Because if you kind of live in the muddle with a set of competition, then that kind of living in the muddle likely means you're not gonna have a particularly awesome exit. You might, you might successfully create a business, you might get uh, a good set of customers, you might create some good equity value, but if there's 10 of you, you're all gonna be okay, you know, so, so interesting businesses. One of the things that's key about the whole being contrarian and right is that when you're off on some angle, you're exploring oil uh, in some area of the market that other people don't think is a good idea, isn't a good way of looking for oil, you have far fewer people looking there. And so you have time to develop it, you have time to research it, you have time to be efficient, you have time to test things. And if you do discover something, usually you have time to go and develop it. And that's part of why being contrarian and right is so key. And one of the reasons why generally speaking, the instinct is where is the area that I can look for to create an amazing new company, product or service, you know, some combination of that in areas where other people aren't looking. Because if I can go and, uh, and, and find that area, then I have much higher probability of, of both a success and also an amazing success, a scale success. Mm. And that's part of why being contrarian, but right, easy to be contrarian and wrong, being contrarian and right is the is the is is the pattern you're looking for. And that I think is a great insight because as you point out, if you're contrarian and right, people think you're crazy, but you have the time to actually establish that product market fit. You have the time to really learn about what the market is looking to do. So what are some of the different ways that an entrepreneur should think about their stance towards blitz scaling? All right, so first one is no time soon. <laughs> right. Second um, stance is, well, we might um, need to consider it, but we should evaluate it. And uh, in that kind of context, what you're doing is you're asking questions about, well, do I think the competition is coming? Mm -hmm. Do I think the capital markets are ready? Do I think that even though uh, it is, you know, blitzscaling is uh, being, you know, being inefficient for speed and inefficient in spending capital hiring, do I have the ability to do that? So you're asking yourself these kind of questions because you might go, look, all this stuff means that um, I will lightly think about it, call it every couple of weeks, every month, every couple of months, and then think about, okay, should I move up the next level of, of preparedness? 
but I'm actually going to be still mostly husbanding my capital, running experiments, thinking a lot about uh, where do we get the next customers, where do we get the next level of finance, and how do we do that? So the second group is I'm thinking about it, but I'm thinking about it across these kind of categories of of competition, finance availability, of a tool set to potentially blitz scale, and well, what that would look like in, in shape and market. Now, the next one up is usually where it starts to get interesting because this is the, I've got some good product market fit. It may not be perfect. You know, my engagement cohorts may not be right. <laughs> my, uh, you know, my CAC uh, to LTV may not exactly right. My, uh, there may be a stack of different things like some architecture of the product or, or service, but you may be going, okay, I'm now actually back, got enough of the stuff here and I'm getting the right triggers. The triggers are, uh, we see we see competition coming. Uh, if not extant, then really possible. Uh, we see uh, capital being interested because you know usually if you don't have people calling you, asking you about investing, then usually it's very difficult to do blitz capital, right? Because it's kind of the question of, you know, going out and people say, who are you? I'm this and I want a whole lot of money, usually is a very difficult uh, fundraise. And so, so you have some of those. And then the question comes is, are you preparing now? Or are you going now? Going now is the next uh, slot. Or you might say, I'm, I'm, you may still not end up never going, but usually the answer is I'm gonna prepare in case of competition, in case of the game uh, picking up. And in that preparation cycle, the set of decisions to your earlier question that you were asking is, all right, do I have a culture that's ready for it? Do I have a set of executives and founders that are adaptive and changing? Do I have the set of relationships with the kind of people who provide Blitz Capital? If I'm lucky enough that my Blitz Capital comes revenue, that's awesome. But do I have the connectivity to the sets of people who do this kind of financing. Uh, this is one of the, the areas of luck that entrepreneurs in Silicon Valley and China have that those uh, capital providers and those set, the, the set of talent that kind of plays that game tends to be around that network. And wherever I'm deficient about the ability to say, okay, I want to blitz scale now, let's go. I've already established the, 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 the connectivity to move fast on that company preparedness, recruiting talent preparedness, financing preparedness, you know, the set of things that would, would enable me to do that. And then that gets to the fourth step, which is should I blitz scale now? And the usual instinct of someone who's more conservative, who has successfully navigated the, I tested, I did, did lean startup hypotheses, I de-risked, I kind of understood my product market. I might have gotten to my customer acquisition cost, you know, over LTV. I might understand my unit economics. Is usually that person wants a very high level of certainty before they blitz scale, and that circumstance is usually is rare and usually late. Usually by the time that you're there, unless you're out on a contrarian field by yourself, you've got natural competitive moats. Competitors aren't really coming from you, or nobody has any real visibility, then fine, that one works. But usually as you begin to succeed, as you get begin to get uh, product market fit, 
as investors who are looking for this kind of stuff start saying, oh, this is an interesting category and we might want to invest in your business, but if your business is not available, we're going to go invest in another business, then uh, that all tends to bring up the heat. And then even though you may be looking around saying, I don't see anyone who is, who is competition right now, you may be underthinking. You may be under-treating the, uh, the speed at which a blitzscaling startup may come after you, given that you've already proven your product market, but you've proven or you've demonstrated that's an interesting area, that, an, that a corporation may go, okay, we're going to really play it this very hard. We're going to pivot. So, you know, a classic one would be, you know, there's this amazing product Slack, but then other people, Atlassian, Microsoft with Teams, they're just going, oh, we need to be playing very centrally in this new real-time collaboration, in this new inbox, and we're going to start developing and, and deploying products against that. And you need to look at that and kind of go, okay, <laughs> right? That may come much faster than I'm anticipating, so I'm going to go blitz scale earlier than, well, I got all my ducks in a row. I understand all of it. I'm just, I built the engine already. I'm just scaling it. You, you usually are in the position where you go, I built part of the engine already, and I'm going to build the rest of the engine while I'm scaling. And that's the kind of key decision in this initial set of decisioning to say, uh, people tend to make two mistakes in blitzscaling. You know, and that's why I've got this four-part framework. One part is, um, you know, oh, we should be super certain before we do it. And so we're, we're working our way through a kind of detailed checklist to be maximally ready, whereas usually you tend to get into it when you're partially ready and that that judgment of, of where partially, and we can, get in, we can get in that in a moment. Or, oh gosh, success is blitzscaling, so we should just get there right away. And that it's just, we should just go blitzscale you know, even though we actually don't need to, and it's inefficient use of capital. And actually, in fact, uh, by blitzscaling now, we are going to be, um, we're going to be actually increasing risk and decreasing our success versus versus increasing, you know, being the winner in a Glengarry Glen Ross market. That is one of those interesting tensions, which is basically you cannot have certainty. If you have blind faith that blitzscaling will always succeed, you're going to fail. On the other hand, if you carefully line everything up and you wait until you have certainty that blitzscaling will work, by then you'll have taken so long other people will be blitzscaling. So it really is the desire to uh, understand partially that blitzscaling succeed, but still having the ability to take that leap of faith. And the details of that judgment Unfortunately, there's no simple algorithm, right? There's always, in most of these things that are important within entrepreneurship, it's a combination of art and science. So there's some, some pieces which are analytic and based and fairly clear cut. And then there's other pieces which are, are, are based on intuition, judgment, uh, wisdom from experience, uh, you know, these kinds of things to say, okay, which, which of the two should it be? Now, generally speaking, the, the tune that you're trying to get to is you would ideally like to start picking up your speed before other people believe there's a there there, but kind of like moderately before, right? Right. And blitzscaling is in part the ability to say, well, okay, we started that, but now the game's on and a lot of people are coming for it. And now we're hitting the afterburners. We're just kind of like really going for it. 
And so, um, and so what you're looking for is, all right, so what are the kinds of signs that tell me that other entrepreneurs, that other companies, that other tech inventors, that, that other people who are the kinds of people who field efforts in this think that the kind of space I'm playing in is super interesting and that they should play, uh, you know, they, they should start playing. And once it's like, oh yeah, like I've got five startups that are by my possible competition. And then I should go, let's presume that at least half of them are smart and capable. We got to move. And so that's the, that's the principle by which you're looking at. Now, sometimes of course that principle is, I don't even see any current competition, but I, but it's now becoming known that this product space, this market is really interesting. And therefore I know the competition's coming. Awesome. Reed, thank you so much for coming in today. We'll be returning to this topic and many more in future episodes. And be again, be sure to look for Reed's other podcast, Masters of Scale at mastersofscale.com, available wherever fine podcasts can be found. Thank you so much, Reed. That's awesome. Great to be here.